Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to BetterHelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through BetterHelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. It's silk. Yo. Yo, 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 welcome to another, fuck that, this ain't another, it's a special edition, nigga, this a motherfucking birthday edition, nigga, this a motherfucking turn up edition, nigga, of reasonable wrestling, nigga, it is I, the birthday boy most high, and I'm yes. here with my tag team partner, CT, aka Chitty Bang, what's happening, my nigga? Happy birthday, happy birthday. Uh, you have now reached the ripe old age of 31, I believe. Uh, you're going to, as, I mean, as of like the next couple of hours, I guess. Couple you know, hours, you, yeah. Uh, couple uh, hours, couple hours, couple hours. Yeah, uh, couple hours, you know. But uh, how are you planning to your, your birthday week? You know, like, you, you know. Nigga, I, I spent yesterday doing schoolwork. Okay, I had three assignments due. I'm going to spend today watching some football. It's a rainy ass day here in Orlando. You know what I mean? A lot of my Buffalo friends be like, oh, get your rain boots, get your raincoat, don't get swept up by a hurricane. I'm like, nigga, I would take this any day of the week there's some snow, nigga. Guarantee that, man. I mean, I don't know, depending on how bad the hurricane is. I mean, that shit, uh, Irma was kind of deep. But, yeah, well, but, yeah, yeah, Irma, Harvey, <laughs> all them niggas was kind of heavy. Yeah. But no, nah, man, I'm I'm chilling, man. I'm going to watch football, man. Um, you know, I'm here right now. My birthday's to me. To, we're recording Sunday. My birthday's tomorrow. Um, Monday, God willing, I'll make it another day. But, you know, I'm blessed. I'm healthy. My baby boy's here. Wifey's here. You know what I mean? I got bud. I got beer. You feel me? I got some money in my pocket. Nigga, I'm straight. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like this. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Yeah, I mean, how you doing, man? What's going on with you, man? But but honestly, honestly, I want to give a shout out. To my tag team partner, everybody. For everybody who don't know about Reasonable Wrestling or who Reasonable Wrestling is, if this is your first time listening, listen, man. I know a lot of people do it different. A lot of people may do it the same. 
but they don't do it the same. You know what I mean? This is the underground. This is the underground of professional wrestling podcast. My brother CT has been my guy since I moved to Orlando three years ago, and uh, I will honestly say, I said I got my bud, I got my beer, I got my women, I got my 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 baby boy, but I got the best tag team partner <laughs> in the biz. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. So. Birthday yeah, is man. actually good, you know what I mean? Birthday's great, you know what I mean? I, I cannot complain. Delhi Blanchard yeah. <laughs> <Dally laughs> with, with Mr. AA always around, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Hey, man, uh, yeah, I, I would say it's, it's, it's definitely um, a good time for, you know, reasonable wrestling. I feel like, you know, and, and with your birthday here, uh, it's, it's great to make it another year with, uh, the growth of this podcast. We got a lot to get into today. Um, and I wanted to, to let you start it off, actually. You know, we all you know the Pleasantries Underground Press Wrestling Podcast. Check us out on, you know, Twitter at RW Podcast One. Check us out on YouTube, Real Wrestling Podcast, Instagram, Real Wrestling Podcast. Y'all know where to find us at now by now. We on Spotify, right? We're on, on Spotify. We're on Spotify. We're on yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel so, me? We're um, on YouTube. We got a YouTube channel. We got all that. Yeah. Go subscribe, follow, all that shit, because, you know, we're giving out the content, you know. But um, let's get into the rest of what you're here for, you know. Uh, Chris, you take it away, because you had an interesting topic before we got on the pre-show, you know, before the show, uh, that I think that was really uh, insightful that we should touch on before we continue. Yeah, I just will show, I just, you know, with with as much wrestling as going on, and uh, shout out to MVP, I see my man got the Hurt Business shirt on just because MVP is popping right now. Um, But MVP, when he was on the show, he was like, um, if you like wrestling, watch wrestling. You know what I mean? Like the the palette, the buffet is, is, is laid out. You know what I mean? You know, if you like burgers, go to Five Guys, go to in and out go. He's like, but if you like McDonald's, you're going to eat McDonald's. Uh-huh. A lot of people like McDonald's. WWE is McDonald's. And you know, Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. But uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I clown a lot of people for eating McDonald's. That shit is trash. I feel you, but <laughs> I mean, but I, I, I hear what you're saying. But at the end of the day, McDonald's is here to stay. Correct. You know what I mean? So... You you may want to go to your organic spot. You may want your impossible beef. You know what I mean? That Burger King serve, which may be the same trash. You feel me? Tax beef. I mean, you know what I mean? But I, but this is what I'm saying. What so my thing is is like when it comes to wrestling, I don't feel like a lot of people who like wrestling are happy for the wrestlers. You know what I mean? And it, it just feels like that. I feel like that wrestlers, listen, it's almost like the music biz, right? Kanye's going on a big rant about contracts and I'm a slave and everything like that, yada, yada, yada. It's hard to be empathetic about Kanye being a slave when you knew about slave shit happening and you still wasn't on your shit to prevent it. You feel me? Because we look at Kanye as being somewhat, in his earlier years, as some sort of um, educator. You know what I mean? Some some sort of person who has an extensive amount of knowledge about things that we don't know. 
So if you, I, s- know about that. I mean, listen, people talk about graduation and late registration. He was kicking knowledge. You know, he was, he was. He absolutely kicked knowledge. And it's not a Kanye podcast, but I will go in on this because I'm a huge Kanye fan. And I feel passionate about this topic because I can go for days talking about Kanye West and his rants. What Kanye West knows is to what Kanye West has experienced. And he has exposed knowledge and he talks some real shit in his prior prior um, albums. Um, but when, but he, but he's a very selfish guy. He doesn't know as much as you think he does about the things he talks about. And the reason why, yeah. I br- the reason why I bring the correlation is because we're talking about wrestlers here, right? Yeah. Like you know, entertainers, musicians, rappers, singers, wrestling. I put them all in the same bubble of not knowing a lot of shit. You feel me? <laughs> so with so, so so with that being said, if a wrestler chooses to sign with WWE despite of all of what WWE comes with how aren't you happy that that person has not signed to the biggest platform available for that person to do their job right a, a lot of people have done the independence that is how they got here nigga yeah, you know what i mean like they they they, 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 they yeah. were happy for 10 15 years doing the independence because let's not act like WWE wasn't here 10, 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they, yeah, that speaks to something I brought up before on the free show before, before we got on the podcast as the, the rumors about Ricochet. You know, Ricochet was one of those guys that was all around independent, Lucha Underground, you know. He's uh, AAA. He's been around. He, he, he's put his time in and he's now in the WWE and we were super excited when he got here. But I feel like what you're touching on is that People who are wrestling fans, like wrestling marks, you know, we're marks too, but we try to be reasonable marks. Wrestling fans have their favorites, and that's what it stems from. It's like, hey, I like Ricochet, and I want to see Ricochet be WWE champion and be the man, you know? And it's like they get blinded by the fact that when people go to WWE, they're betting on themselves to then perform up to par to get seen. And sometimes they are performing up to par but there's a lot of fucking talent ahead of them that, you know, they might not, might not be their time. So people get stuck on, like, fuck it, man, you know, he went the wrong, he did the, went the wrong way, he shouldn't have gone to the, he should leave. Or when it's come time for sign, contract signs, like, oh, why this guy resign? You can resign because guess what? They're not just ricochet. But this is, and that's, you know? the, and, and, and I'm sorry, that's what I wanted to, that's what I wanted to, to, to kind of, I'm sorry to cut you off. But that goes back to the people who leave WWE, right? Gallows and Anderson. Like, they got a whole podcast, a whole brand of bashing WWE when you resign, nigga. I think they're bitter. Listen. the way it happened. Listen. It was Paul Hammond and shit. And this stuff, the lies. If I got lied, if I, I like my job and then somebody lied to me and then a week or two later I'm fired from that place when they told me they, they had my back. I'm gonna bash them too, even though I enjoyed and signed there. No, I, I, okay, so, okay, so, in our lease for our apartment, do we read everything in our lease in our apartment? I hope not. I mean, well, I hope you hope you do, but you probably don't. <laughs> okay, so with that being said, your lease can come knock on your door today. Your leasing office or your apartment complex can knock on your door today, and you may not feel like that you've done anything wrong. Or you violated any way different that somebody else did, and they can tell you that you got to get out. It's only really so much you can do. You can fight it, yeah, but you 
got to get out. Your job, your let's go back to your job, right? You 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 work a job. You may like your job, or you're there for a job for a paycheck. Your job necessarily probably do got grounds and be like, hey, yo, listen, when so and so leaves, we're gonna promote you, or we thinking about promoting you. We're gonna put you in the hat because you've been here for a little bit, and then they come like, you know what? Listen, because so and so left, we actually figured out that we can actually let you go too because we got some other people that can. You feel me? Like it can, yeah. it can happen. It can, it has yeah. happened, nigga. You like know, right? Here. It's, it's business, you know, and. and, and I, when, when it comes to fans being happy for wrestlers, they get they, so what we talk about this podcast all the time. They get caught up in the fantasy of it and, and the, the performance of it, and they look at it like, man, like I'm a Daniel Bryan fan, and Daniel Bryan is not being treated right. And then the Yes movement happens, and then he gets the title because of us. So that does, you know, lead to something, some magic happening on our screen where we care so much. However, there's other places where we're like, damn it. They're not using this person right. They're not using that person. Me and you've been talking about how they haven't been using Ricochet right, haven't been using Cedric right, haven't been using Shelton Benjamin, and now they're getting some some more looks. So I feel like I there's some faith in that, you know. So I but at the same time, I think fans fail to realize when things actually are happening in front of their eyes rather than you know when and, the, you know and they and, don't and, even get it. And that kind of that goes back. Shout out to I know Phil gets a lot of airtime on our pod, but that's just because I get tired of typing sometimes. But like <laughs> this goes back, you know, like I said, are we happy for wrestlers? So boom, so people, me and Phil kinda have a long dialogue of him not appreciating what they did to Keith Lee and NXT because that was Keith Lee's career peak high moment at that time. He was double champion. You feel me? Like he was but this is it. This is like that was him winning the Heisman in college football, nigga. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he got drafted, motherfucker. Like, I don't get how people don't understand that whatever happened on Wednesday, right? Because there's only 700,000 people watching on Wednesday for NXT. Huh? So no matter what Keith Lee did, it was capped at 700,000 people, wrestling fans, people who love, because, listen, people who love wrestling know when NXT is on. Yeah. Why niggas ain't watching NXT? So people don't really necessarily care what Keith Lee's doing over there. You feel me? With that being said, Keith Lee going up to Raw, getting seen by 2.2, 2.3, 2.5. Whatever they say is the lowest rating for Raw is, it's the most fucking eyes Keith Lee done had on him. So that is actually his career. Peak, peak, nigga, like that. That's his new peak. And not to mention, like you talked about him getting drafted, getting the Heisman in NXT, getting drafted to the to the league, and then he, you know, on Monday Night Football beats Randy Orton. I feel like it's like you know he went out there and beats one of the best teams. In Bruh, the league. it's Odell against the Cowboys rookie year. Eli <laughs> throws it up, and now Odell solidified because you never knew Odell was this special until he makes a one hand fucking grab on Brandon Carr. And but you know why niggas? Some people might have known it. Like Phil's one of those people who probably watched Odell in college, or he watched Keith Lee in NXT. He understands how special he is, and he sees it. He's like, oh, of course, you know. But there's a lot of you understand. There's a lot of people that don't know Keith Lee, and there's a lot of people that didn't know Odell was that good, you know. But when now that he's in the league, and now that Keith Lee's on Raw, now having to go head to head on the mic in the ring with some of the best workers in our gener- in his generation, the pinnacle. Of the sport Bro. in the main event <laughs> on every every single week, 
It's Randy. It's, Randy Orton is the Dallas Cowboys of WWE, <laughs> nigga. Like, what are you yeah. talking about, nigga? Like, yeah, yeah. he went up against the Dallas guy. Like, if you think about, I know people when you when you talk to O Edge, you know when you're like, what's WWF? You know what I mean? It's Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Undertaker. They say all Stone Cold Rock. They say all that, but. Realistically, if you talk to somebody within a a twenty year old, you know, twenty to the eighteen thirty four bracket, I mean, like Randy's in there, you know. Randy's known, right? You know, he doesn't do a lot. He's like the Cowboys has done a lot of winning lately, you know what I mean? But he's always talked about. He's always around. He's always yeah. revered. He's always, you know, and like you know, and you're like he's not that good, but it really is, right? Like yeah, you know, yeah, he, yeah. he really he is. Uh, and Randy Orton, yeah, he, he, he can be boring sometimes, but I feel like he's super talented. And, and Randy, and, and Keith beat that you nigga, know, and Keith, Keith beat that nigga on Monday. And that goes to like, okay, so boom. Okay, I feel you. You want to hold resentment on Keith and what happened on Monday night. Shout out to my nigga Will Hobbs, and we might as well probably going to roll out into Booking Black after this. Will Hobbs was on AEW Dark. I don't know how many motherfucking viewers are on AEW Dark. Uh-huh. And that nigga record on AEW Dark was one and five or two and five. Now, out of nowhere, because niggas on Twitter was like, yo, where Will Hobbs the nigga? Will Hobbs the truth? Will Hobbs the beat? They signed him in the very fucking first time casual AEW or wrestling fans who tune in because AEW just got a million fucking viewers last week. Who's to say a million people ain't tuning in this week? And a million people saw Will Hobbs for the very first time in the fucking feud or connected with the the, the AEW champion. Yeah. And the angle with, yeah, the chat. How can you be happy for one and not happy for the other? Mind you, will save the champion. He's not like he just was by his side. He went out there and saved the champion. So he uh, he's getting that rub. Like, oh, who's this guy? He's coming to to, to the now uh, now now of champion. So now I, I love what they're doing with, with Will Hobbs. I love what they're doing with Keith Lee. And I feel like we just gotta appreciate it, all us fans. It's like, all right. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna ask you, CT, because I don't wanna be. I know me and you. Listen, Phil knows. This ain't no tag team. Me and CT would go at it. I want to know, do you see it the same way I see it, or do you see it the way Phil sees it, or the way other people see it is? To me, I necessarily, in the nuanced, broad scale, see it as a new, black, prominent face slash star as being implemented into a main event uh, 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 into the main event feud with the champion, those two are equivalent despite what happened in the past. I agree. I, I agree. I don't I care. That, how do you... That if you're looking at it from a standpoint... It depends on how you're looking at it. We'll put it this way. So if you're looking at it from a standpoint of, okay, he's still holding resentment from what happened with Keith Lee in the past, and but he's in the same... You know, ring with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton in the main event scene on Raw, which I think, regardless of whether he wins the title or not, is great for Keith Lee because people see his face, people know what he's capable of, and then whatever he does after this, people are interested in whether it's with somebody else that's lower tier or higher tier than him. 
people are interested because they saw what he was capable of doing with the main event players. I feel like the same thing for Will Hobbs. I feel like Will Hobbs will then be put in a position where he's now, you know, he's going to be working with, you know, Taz and Brian Cage and, and Ricky Starks. And um, now he's not necessarily going up against John Moxley like, you know, Keith Lee is. But I'm glad he's getting that look. He's in the, he's in the atmosphere of the main event player, which is John Moxley. So, what if, but if you're looking at it from a standpoint of, hey, I still believe that they they did my man Keith Lee wrong from the standpoint of how things went, left off at NXT. I get it because he's a viewer of all wrestling, and he's the guy who who see who saw what they did with Keith Lee at NXT, and he didn't appreciate it. Now he can have his own opinion. Um, on that, and that's fine. I feel like it's, I, and we can debate it. Even me, I had some issues with how they did, did, did the Keith Lee thing, and I said only if they bring him up does it matter, does it make sense, and they did. So I was fine with it. But as a Keith Lee fan, I can see how people are still on the fence. But I feel, I feel like people need to give it time, and people need to be happy for their fans. You know, like Will Hobbs. I feel like we've been asking for a black guy in AEW for for a whole year. For a whole a, a, a prominent and, black guy, bro. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that we're finally might be getting that soon. So I'm not gonna kill what I asked for, and, and then and then just say, oh well, you're doing it because of this. I mean, I don't know why you're doing it. If we're getting we're getting freaking her business. We're getting Will Hobbs. We're getting private party. We're getting you know people that are of color color on the screen. Representation does matter, and I, I just hope that it's not just going. I hope it doesn't dissipate. You know, like oh they're doing it just because of the times, and then. A year from now, we're sitting here and we're like, man, yo, where the hell is all the black stars again? You know, like, I hope that's not what's happening, but I, I trust that it's not because I feel like there's been a lot of growth. And once you solidify your spot and you give it an opportunity and you do well in it, like Keith Lee is, and like Will Cobbs, I hope, you know, succeeds and, and, and you know, proves proves his, his weight in AEW, I feel like people will then give you the ball more often and you'll go out there and, and kill it, you know? So I feel like it's all good. Everything's positive right now when it comes to those, those two men. You know, right, right now where we're at, let's go ahead and book Will Hobbs real quick so we can go ahead and bypass. Because, I mean, honestly, uh, I know you didn't watch AEW. Um, I know you saw some highlights and I kind of did the same thing. I skimmed through the show. So real quick, you know what I mean? I just want for everybody who don't know, um, um, AEW, uh, my, my quick takes Really great with highlighting the tag team division again. Um, I really do appreciate that. And um, I like the main event between uh, the best friends and uh, Pr- Proud and Powerful, the street fight, the par- par- parking lot bra. It was really, bro, it was really great. It was really fantastic. I love how WWE did the windshield spot last Friday. And, uh, and AEW <laughs> come right back and was like, well, double down, motherfucker. And they... <laughs> So it's so. so I was just asking you about the couple weeks ago. I was like, "Yeah, well, did it, what happened? How much it cost you these fucking windshields broken every single <laughs> week? Like, Brawl someone did something a couple weeks ago too. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah, and so pretty, yeah. So um, so well, let's, get, let's do more hops because I did watch a little bit of NXT. I mean AEW, and I did want to get to some some of it. But before we get into AEW, like you said. Where do you see Will Hobbs going? Well, and what, if you're booking him, how would you book him? I would see. So right now, you know, Will Hobbs came and, like we said, made the save for um, Dean Ambrose against uh, Ricky Starks, uh, Brian Cage. And I guess right now Lance Archer is going to be forming some sort of uh, alliance, I guess. Um, with that being said, Will Hobbs coming out, making a save. I like it. I like Will Hobbs a lot. I think Will Hobbs, 
Um, uh, probably going into a feud with Brian Cage makes sense. Two big hosses, two big colossals going at it. If Will Hobbs is able to defeat kind of, you know, Brian Cage to establish himself, um, I think that works. Um, also, but ultimately, if I'm fantasy booking, I know everybody's like, oh, everybody black can't be healed. Well, for me, um, not everybody, but most of them. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, Will Hobbs, for sure. I think Will Hobbs, you know, I think he beats, you know, they help, he helps them. I think next week is Darby Allen, Will Hobbs, uh, and John Moxley against uh, Lance Archer, Ricky Starks, and Brian Cage. I think if they go over in that six way, like I say, establish Will Hobbs by beating Brian Cage in the singles match. I think going for our like Will Hobbs to kind of cut the line, not de- not uh, uh, Moxley over and be like, yo, I'm I I I got signed for one reason and one reason only for people to know my name for me to be champion and I think that might work because I think they need. Um, I think Brian Cage is good, but I don't think Brian Cage has the charisma that Will Hobbs has. So to like have that monster uh-huh. on the roster, I think Will Hobbs can take that 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 take that over from yeah, Brian Cage. I like that too. Um, I don't mind him turning heel. I will say that I would not have him go against John Moxley too soon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I okay. would like to have him simmer around for a little bit. Uh, maybe facing Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, maybe Lance Archer. Get some working with maybe Brody Lee and have a few with Brody Lee. Maybe he wins, maybe he doesn't, and then at some time, at some time in the future, he turns heel and goes after John Moxley or, or the championship. Reason why I say that is because Will Hobbs is homegrown AEW. Like he, I have not seen him in any other promotion. I know he's done indie, indie work. Me personally, I to me, I first time getting introduced to this guy is AEW, and I want to see him grow character-wise in the ring. And I have so I can build some type of bond with him as a character before I see him get that main event push because I feel I like, like he that. definitely has the tools. He has a side. He has the look as a, I think as a bruising heel, especially if he gets puts it all together. He could he could be he could he could wreck shop, you know. So I I, I see a bright future with him, but I want to take my son with it because we don't know. I, I mean I don't know who he is. That's and a that's I, a I, clip I, right there. Charisma, but I don't know. That's I a, haven't seen much of it yet. That's a clip right there. I like I like that. I I, yeah. I want to chop that up. Where we at in the show? We at 20, 20, 28 <laughs> minutes. I'm, I'm gonna make sure that goes up as a clip. I like that, and and the reason why I know a little bit about Will Hobbs and 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 like you say, this is my first time seeing Will Hobbs, and I actually sought him out on AEW um, okay. Dark. Um, just because you know, in wrestling Twitter, we end up we're submerged with black wrestlers. Uh, we want to see black wrestlers where we can, or you know, see them. I know a lot of people make the extra effort to go out there, but you know, for Will Hobbs to be presented, a lot of people were bigging him up. So I actually went and and saw some things, and went and looked at his, you know, went and saw some um, previous uh, matches and promos or whatever that he's had. Um, the stuff he's did in AEW Dark, he showed some. Um, uh, some vast uh, yeah. uh, uh, um, uh, resemblance of star power, you know what I mean? Um, and I, I, like I said, I think you know AW. I tuned into AW Dark because they shout out to they had a match full of all Buffalo kids, bro. They had Danny Garcia, Kevin Blackwood, the Butcher, the Blade. They all from Seven One Six. They was in the match that was fire, you know what I mean? Like so. I go out there and I tap in the AW Dark, you know what I mean? Yeah, 
Butcher and the Blade, uh, Lucha, Lucha, uh, well, no, nah, Pentagon of Phoenix, and uh, Eddie Kingston. They're all a crew now. It's a familiar, man. It's a family. They're a family of violence. You feel me? Family of violence. They're a family of violence. You know what I mean? Like, Eddie Kingston's from Yonkers. You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. but he got ties down there to the Mexican <laughs> cartel. You know what I mean? So, Penta and Phoenix is his guys. You know, and then he know that Butcher and the Blade run uptown like a mug. You know what I mean? Upstate okay. get busy. So, you know, it's a family. A family of violence. You know what okay. I mean? <laughs> I, I, I want to see where they go with that because uh, kind of like I'm not going to hate on it because I, I, I like that they're getting the spy and then putting these guys together but kind of like the, the inner circle like I don't know how these guys all link up and how it works because I want I like uniform I like uniformity in my stables and I feel like sometimes when you just put people together you're minimizing a certain type of you're minimizing somebody's life like when with the inner circle I feel like they're di diminishing uh, Santana and Ortiz like to to be their own stars, whereas with this, I feel like Kenny Kingston has the has the you know he has the star he's a star of this of this. But you fashion. gotta also think but, about but, the but, other two tags, the other two four people, they've never had mouthpieces. I see, I see you, I see you. I you mean, know what I mean? I like, like with Penta and Phoenix, they have their own thing. They, they they're kind of being diminished by being in this group. You know, and not to mention there's another tag team in, in the group. So it's like they're not going to face each other now. So then how many – so it's like there's only one tag champion. So like, I, so when I see two tag teams in one faction, I always think to myself like, all right, what are they doing? Because they, they should be going for the tag titles. And if they only one of those teams can get it. Well, so I'm going to keep it a buck though. So let's, let's go all the way out and just project, right? Um, I know we know of the Lucha Bros as the Lucha Bros, but like Ray Phoenix had one of the best 2019s bar none without the injury as a single star. You know what I mean? Like he was, you know, he and Kenny Omega put on a banger down there in AAA. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So like, and let's not forget about what Penta can do. If we want to remember Lucha Underground, Penta's story that he had uh, uh, breaking arms and fucking leading up to him and Vampiro, like, he can tell a story as a single star. So I know we kind of put them in a box as a tag team right now, um, but I do believe that, you know, I think, I think Penta and Phoenix, whether they're a tag team or a single star, they're necessarily hurt without somebody making moves for them because their moves are chaotic. You feel me? Like they're 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 just they're if you pay attention to what they were doing at MLW, they needed Selena uh, uh, Selena Delorente to kind of ring them in because them niggas was all over the place. And then when <laughs> Selena got too big for them, they had to have Conan, who somebody they trusted kind of help yeah. do them but they never did their own bidding you know what i mean like they mm -hmm. all were do they they were mercenaries at some point in time so okay. uh, with that being said when it came to the inner circle if jericho would have announced ortiz and santana as mercenaries if he would have brought in hager as the big bodyguard mma bellator fist to fist nigga that can fuck people up and he's like, I'm mentoring uh, Sammy Guevara to be a star. The inner circle could have worked because that story would have been told. I do feel like it does need, the, uh, with this particular part, 
Eddie had a um, uh, a promo. It didn't really discuss the origins of it, but it did discuss why they were together. And he said because they're a family of violence. They love violence. So I guess Eddie is going to be the orchestrator of where the violence uh, does. So I, yeah, you. I think I all think right. that's where it goes. And I'm down. I'm down to see it because you know I'm a fan of all these guys. Honestly, uh, uh, I'm still very new to Butcher and the Blade, but I'm a huge fan of Pentagon Phoenix and obviously Eddie Kingston. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Uh, another thing, you said tag team division, AEW, tag team division. I feel like we're getting to a point where it's really constipation when it comes to FTR and Young Bucks. This subtle feud, I'm not, I'm, it's like just dragging for me. You know, um, I get now they're turning Young Bucks to have the main streak. They're kind of like a heel team now. I like that better. Don't get me wrong. And I don't mind if it's a heel versus heel feud, but eventually you gotta get there to that to the heat, of, you know, the heat of the battle. Because when they when they took out the um, Rock and Roll Express or Midnight, what, which one is it? The old niggas. Yeah. <laughs> when they took out when they took out the old niggas. The feud with FTR and the Young Bucks, and there will be some heated, you know, competition and rivalry. I'm I'm, I'm down to see the match already. You know, at the, at this point. Um, FTR had a great promo and they, you know, kind of cut on all the tag teams in the bit in the, in the, in the AEW, which I like that AEW tag team champions. I said it last week. I feel like they're the right people to hold the tag team titles at this moment. I know you're saying they're doing the same thing they did in WWE, but I feel like that act, that act works. Not only doesn't it work, but their act in the ring is what really is what works. So, um... I putting think, them as tag champions to link up with other tag teams and kind of school them and put them in positions to have great matches every single week. I love it. I think um, we'll really. I want more from the, the AEW tag team division. I, sorry. I, no, no. I said. I think what well, like I was just about to say. I know I say um, they're doing the same thing, which they are. The only difference is one company values what they do than the other company does. Uh-huh. WWE really doesn't. I mean, let's keep it a buck. You know, Vince has been on record saying that you know tag team wrestling, you gotta pay twice as many people. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, he values it, but not to how he used to. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. Santa Bucks are back at Meyer. Now through Saturday, you decide what's on sale and save even more on the things you love. Like a Nintendo Switch Lite, just $199.99. Or an LOL Surprise OMG 2020 collection for $39.99. And save time and get your groceries delivered with Meyer Home Delivery. So you can stay out of the elements on these chilly winter days. Enjoy the great deals at Meyer. Exclusions apply. Visit Meyer.com to get started. He looks at it as numbers, you know, and I get it. It's so, not going to be a main event tag team titles in WWE. Whereas AEW, you'll have a main event where it's like, oh, the tag team titles are the main event of the or, pay-per-view. Or not, even, or not even that. I mean, so granted, WWE, let's not act like WWE don't have 10 tag teams like AEW has. You know what I mean? Now, Name them. 
I mean, I mean, we naming them from both companies. <laughs> no, no, because no. I mean, it's tough. Said WWE has ten tag teams like AEW. I would be pressed to name ten tag teams that I feel like are legitimate tag teams in WWE right now. I mean, I think we can. So we got Us New Days. We no, got. You can't add them. Why? Okay. Okay. Us, Okay, so we got street profits. Okay, so we got street. We got street profits. We got Cesaro and um, Nakamura. That we got um, Miz and Morrison. We got um, Heavy Machinery. We got. Um, I'm not gonna name Lucha House Party because they look like they're employed. Um, we yeah, dumb niggas. Dumb niggas fight more than roommates, nigga. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, um, Angel Garza, Angel, and they're, Angel they're, they're, they're breaking they're, up. They're breaking up. You know, um, again, but as you can Michael see, Raiders injury, like they're struggling this high team. I mean, we they had we had the hurt business that might be a tag team. At, um, but Cedric and, and uh, Cedric and Shelton together. Oh yeah, no, yeah, Cedric and Shelton. Um, but I guess okay. So my point is proven. That on both sides, my point is proven. Like they don't really WWE got tag teams just to like maybe, but like I like you know what I mean. But I just wanted to run that experiment real quick. But I hear what you're saying. Like I think both divisions need work. Put my position. But I, I but I do think I do think that and I don't want to poo poo what they're doing over at the rival or I mean FTR. When I say they're doing the exact same thing that they're doing that they were doing at the last stop. They're they're having great matches. They're winning titles, and they're cutting the same promo. You know what I mean? Like it, they're like they. It's not really. It's not a. It's, you know, a lot of people are like. Oh, I'm gonna go to another company and show what I really can do, and show what I really. They haven't shown what they really can do. What really happened is they went somewhere where they can really be valued. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you know what I mean? So that, yeah. that 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 that's it. They uh-huh. they're not doing anything yeah. different. Yeah. I think that, there, that, that there's a lot of improvement as far as AEW as a whole, um, but I definitely I think that FTR is definitely the right tag team to be in that position at the moment. Um, but yeah, the Young Bucks and FTR, y'all better heat that up soon because I I, I want to see more physicality. I want to see more 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 veracity with this too. If you're definitely leading, if you're doing more hangman pace up, I, I don't know like where you guys going with that. Hopefully that tag team is done. And we can start focusing on some of these homegrown tag teams, but uh, we got um, yeah, AW, I mean, yeah, we'll see what we'll see where things go. You know, with the tag team division over there. You know, um, what else we got today? Um, outside of that, that was honestly our AW coverage, real quick. So thank y'all guys for tuning in for that. For anybody who say that we don't like or fuck with that show, we proved you wrong. At least I did. <laughs> I know I did. Um, next up, I think honestly the the big thing of the week was um, for me, uh, it was a long it was a long week due to sports. Oh my gosh, I've been wrapped up with sports. Um, Monday was just <laughs> a big mo- Monday was just a big night of wrestling. Um, we're not gonna spend too much time on SmackDown, folks. Um, we're recording Sunday, so um, if you watch wrestling, um, you probably watch SmackDown. So um, we don't really need to talk about it because nothing really happened, and you guys know it. So let's go ahead and talk about what really happened on Monday, right? Monday was a star-studded, packed-out show. Um, I think a lot of people, what I do want to talk about is that Hurt Business, you got the t-shirt on, shout out to MVP, 
they have been circulating on the internet for what happened um, on Monday Night Raw. And everybody's like, oh, I got to tune in for Raw. I got to tune in for us. They got black people on wrestling. So one thing, representation, representation matters. Two, her business is doing exactly what they were supposed to and needed to do. And three, um, for everybody who goes out their way to watch New Japan and don't spend time on WWE, you're fucking weird. You know what I mean? Like you're weird. <laughs> Why? Oh, I you haven't watched really like nigga. I haven't watched WWE in years. Now I gotta come back because four black guys are there. Like nigga, Mondays <laughs> are black. You dumbass nigga. We got the street poppers. We got Bianca who's there when she wanted to show up. Sasha was there like every week for like two months. We had goddamn. The Hurt Business is there. Rico, Cedric, Apollo. Like, nigga, Mondays was black as hell. Nigga, what do you mean? Mondays has been my show, not gonna (laughs) lie, like, for the past couple weeks. I gotta hand it to them. Um, Past couple months. And and you know what's funny? Last week, I had something on my notes that I didn't bring up on the podcast. Because I felt like there's there's no point in it. And that was to talk about retribution. Uh, There was fucking no point in talking about retribution. But I was like, you know what? I said to Chris after the (laughs) show went off the air. I was like, yeah, you know, I want to see her business versus uh, the retribution. I think that's the only thing that I can see this go where this going. And you know, he's like, nah, that's just. Bro, I think we, st- I think we still got the video. I'm gonna search our archives, and okay. I think I said, I'm glad you didn't say that because I would have been mad, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> but then that <laughs> happened on Monday, and I'm like, yo, they look legitimate. They, you know, they actually had a, a, a progression in their story throughout the night, which is what I appreciate and what I watch wrestling is that hey. They told a story throughout the night. Even if it's one story that they tell throughout the night, I'm in for it because I know it's a, you know you got you only got so much time. But the hurt business came out. You know they you know they had their um, first of all let's, let's give a shout out to Ricochet and Cedric for having a match on Raw that actually mattered. They had their, their breakdown, their split. I told and, them niggas. I t- hold on. I need to. I gotta find that and put it <laughs> in my drop. I told y'all niggas. I told y'all, niggas, nigga, I told y'all when y'all got a heel, I said it, when you got a heel Cedric and a babyface Rico, and it mattered, not on main event, but on Raw, it was going to slap, nigga, and that nigga Cedric put that nigga in the lumbar check, Rico made, Rico made his nigga look like a million bucks, and that's how you help your friend out in real life, nigga. Did ass, did ass, you know, and, and I feel like uh, it was first, like, Cedric feels like he's back. I love his energy with his herb business. So, like, that happened, uh, you know, you had Powell come out, had him cut, cut, cut a promo, Ricochet cut a promo, they're getting time on the mic. I love it all. They go backstage, and, you know, obviously, you know, Retribution's, you know, lurking and everything. Mr. Camera Time, Adam Pierce. They reached out to him like, yo, you guys, you want some more security? We got you. He's like, all right, guys, yeah, you're going to do this and do that. And they're like, no, 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 you got to pay. You got to pay up. This is the hurt business, business, emphasis on business for a reason. And um, they walk off, you know, so they're not, you know, that's at the end of the night, Drew McIntyre, Keith Lee, which we'll touch on them in a moment. But Drew McIntyre, Keith Lee, one-on-one, Keith Lee wins. He gets an ambulance match with Drew McIntyre at pay-per-view. It gets interrupted by retribution. They come out there, they beating them down, and the music hits, and it's the herb business. They're getting paid to go out and defend the honor of Raw, and, and they look great in all their suits. They came out, took their jackets off, rushed, bum rushed retribution. The end of the night had Drew McIntyre, Keith Lee um, doing dives outside. It was a great ending to Raw. I loved it. So it was a moment for me, and I feel like it was a moment for a lot of people, and getting this group and fashion over 
So I I really fuck with what you're doing, they're doing with the Hurt Business. I saw legs in it when they first made it, but now they're really starting to hit that stride, and I can't wait to see what the, what's happening in the future with them. Yeah, uh, when you say the thread of the show, I was kind of confused as to this as to what was the story that they was being told. But as you say, like yo, like a business though, like realistically, like. Green don't care where it come from, baby face or heel, nigga. We ain't really bought that, nigga. What a yeah. cash at, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so you know what I mean. And honestly, that's really yeah, how that, that, that that's really how. Shout out to, and I think that's I think that's really I want to pay. You know, I do want to give credit to uh, MVP. He's a huge Wu Tang fan, so I definitely believe that that is his motivation. Cream, nigga. Cash rules everything around me. You know what I mean. So, um, like you say, seeing seeing the um, seeing seeing the actual progression of them, um, not knowing where it was going. You know, having Adam Pierce like, hey man, uh, you hey, we're gonna do what America usually does and have a black guy come clean up our shit. Can you come? For free. Yeah. <laughs> And, and my nigga said, it's a new day. Yes, it is, nigga. Like, you feel me? So, um, nah, shout out to the Hurt Business. You're like, yo, listen, you know what I mean? Um, you know, beginning, uh, beginning of the show, and at the end of the show, they booked in the show. And, um, you know, like you say, um, you begin a booking in the show with two great matches, right? You had yeah. Cedric and Rico started off the show with a great match, and Drew and Keith had the potential of they were slapping nigga it was two big meat two big men slapping meat nigga you know what i mean like (laughs) you feel me like and and then the 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 story they told with them throughout the night you know them being friends but having that friendly competition and then before they even got to the mask they they threw down backstage you know so that that friendship and you oh bruh and that made me happy because Listen, a lot of niggas say slick words in WWE, and the profession is throwing hands. Yeah. Keith and Drew were just like, wait a minute, we're talking too much. Yeah. Let's throw hands, you know what I mean? And that, yeah. and we don't need a ring, we don't need a ref, we don't need this shit to be official. You said something I like, bitch, bitch. Yeah. That's how, <laughs> nigga, that's how I'm yeah. supposed to be, nigga. Yeah. Nigga, I like that shit, man. That's, that's yeah. that. That's grown men shit right there, nigga. Yeah. And Keith went from NXT to doing this with Drew, and he, and it makes it matters. Like this shit matters. Like he's he still matters. If he went to Raw and he was in some fu- fucking bullshit with Bob Ziggler, uh, yeah, with, or Bobby Roode, down with Baron Corbin or something like that would have been <laughs> pissed me off. That would pissed me off. You know, like you know. So this is where he should be. Um, and I'm excited to see where they go with it. You know, I know that it was supposed to be an ambulance match with Randy Orton and Keith Lee. I mean, Randy Orton and um, Drew McIntyre. But then if Keith Lee wanted, he would have had the match with Drew McIntyre. So I'm not sure if Randy Orton's gone or he's out or if he's or if it's just Keith Lee now or if it's going to be a triple threat. I'm curious to see where it goes. Hopefully we get some more information on Raw. But I'm definitely tuning in on whenever they have the match at Night of Champions. I'm, I'm, I'm invested in the WWE Championship picture right now. With that being said, um, also happening on Raw, um, Oscar and Milfie James had <laughs> one hell of a great match. This was better than that NXT match where Mickey James came back and surprised the crowd. Uh, yeah. I think that was NXT Toronto. Um, this this was this was this was for people who said, "Yo, Mickey James deserves a chance." Mickey James still got it. Mickey James backed niggas up and was like, "Yeah, 
I do. And she sold so well in that match. This is the story. This is the story. Um, she sold so well in that match that she was tired and gassed that the ref got backstage ear to call the match. She was supposed to lose. She was supposed to lose through the armbar. They were supposed to do like another transition and whatever the case may be. And I guess it was supposed to go for like another couple of minutes, maybe maybe like two minutes, three minutes or whatever the case may be. And Zelina was supposed to go and do what she was supposed to do. But they cut that short because Mick, Mickey did her job so well and Asuka done, did her job so well that they beat the shit out of each other legitimately and safely that the professionals in the back said, call it, call it, end it. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was Honestly, great. I love the match. Uh, I, was, I, I think Mickey was supposed to lose anyways, but with the way it went down, I think Mickey deserves a shot moving forward. I know Oscar right now is probably going to go up against, um, what's her name? Zelina. Have, uh, Zelina. Somebody lined up for her. Zelina, Zelina. Zelina Vegas, excuse me. Yeah, so I know Zelina's, you know, oh, she, if you don't know, she can wrestle too. She wrestled in TNA. You know, she, she's, you know, been Andrade's manager for all this time. But she can get busy, you know. So I'm not saying she's a, a wrestling freaking savant. But I, I want to, I'm definitely going to tune in to see Asuka whoop that ass. Um, but I definitely want Mickey to get a shot going down the line. Now, eventually, we're going to have to use Bianca Belair someday. So maybe they're holding her off to you know maybe Survivor Series or maybe they're holding off to a big a big big showcase. Uh, I'm great. I like that. You know, obviously I'm I'm like the Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler the tag team keep them out of the picture right for now in the tag team division. I love that they put a lot of through the table. But um, as far as Mickey James and Oscar, they have more they have more to give, and I can't wait to see that down the line. I'm gonna um, I'm keep it a buck business and logic real quick real quick in and out. Um, I know they only got the Amway Center at Thunderdome until the end of the month of October. Vince sees what other niggas is doing. Vince sees that uh, football got niggas there. Even AEW got niggas there. These little rinky-dink indie shows got niggas at the shows. And if you think this nigga ain't going to try to get some cash revenue for shows... That's going to happen. So when it comes to talk about you waiting for a bigger show, I think Vince is waiting for a bigger crowd. Um, okay. So I think a lot of the stuff that we're waiting to see is contingent on if Vince can get clearing to have people in the building or not. Okay. And, and, I, and I'll, I'll be, I'm here for that. You know, um, All I want is, to, is every, uh, Bianca to finally get her just due. Put her somewhere. You know, I want to, you know, she's a talent that I think he likes and he, he you know, he, he fucks with so I, I can't wait to see where that goes. But other than that, I feel like the women's division on Raw is where it's perfect right now. Like I, I have no complaints, you know. Um, moving forward though, uh, to the match of the night, in my opinion, or match of the week. Uh, mind you, I didn't watch a single match this week. I didn't watch New Japan. I didn't watch AEW fully. I didn't watch SmackDown. But on Raw, man, Rey Mysterio, your son is a natural, and I gotta hand it to you, Dominic has it. As far as his ring work, as far as his, his you know, he, he he plays that teenage kind of like innocent role very well. But he's not a teenager, but you know what I mean? Like that son that's like, you know, just coming that rookie kind of like, uh, you know, what, what behind the ears kind of thing. He plays it very well. And Seth went out there and put on a showcase with Dominic, a rookie, in that cage match that I thought was incredible, man. I got to hand it to him. Um, 
Seth is the oddest profession, you know, always a professional, and he's always put on great matches. But this right here showed why Seth was so good, I feel like. And on top of that, elevated by Dominic's uh, athletic ability in that cage match. So, yeah, I, I loved it. I think that if you haven't watched it, go back and watch the cage back in full. Um, they're clearly telling some stories with um, Buddy Murphy and Seth, yeah, well, and they might break up soon. I want to, I want to, I, I want to, real quick for you, weirdo ass niggas. Please stop fucking making fan fiction about Rey Mysterio's daughter and fucking Bertie Murphy having some type of love. Now, I know Vince is some sick ass person, but you don't have to follow the fucking leader. You fucking Marilyn Manson, Charles <laughs> Monroe ass nigga. Like, wait bro. a minute, wait a minute. But you saw that she, you know, she was checking on him. You know, so they clearly told her to do that. So there must be something that they're trying to tell going forward. Now, I think that there might it might be a few between Dominic and Buddy. Is, he's trying to, you know, is Buddy Murphy Ken Shamrock here fucking with the sister Ryan and shit like hey, that? Hey, maybe he is. <laughs> you know, um, um, and this is a way to people have people invested in. I feel like the Ray Mysterio family, and whether it's whether they go with it or not. I mean, I mean, it's not necessarily. Fan fiction, if they put it on TV, they already put the tease. So where it's going with that, I don't know. But if if, if this leads to a buddy-dominant feud, uh, I'm down with it. You know, um, And I feel like they can, they can pretty much activate casual chemistry, hopefully. Um, but what we talked about with Dominic, I feel like uh, me and you kind of have felt the same way about him, is that he's going to make his money as a heel. This guy is eventually, when he gets out of this part of his career— He's gonna make he's gonna make a heel turn, and you said say you said you you let, let you say, but you said he's gonna remind you. No, nah, I said I, I said that he was gonna do something that his dad never did, but his dad did. He's gonna be one of the best heels in the business, and he's gonna resemble Eddie Guerrero. Now I've asked, you know, has Rey Mysterio ever been heel? And I don't believe he has ever been heel. But he was what part I, of the filthy animals in WCW. That's, but they that was that, that maybe, one here. They, they were going against they were going against Barry Windham and Kurt Henning, and they said rap was crap. Uh, the filthy rap, the filthy animals were baby faces. You know what, what, about the, what about the Wolfpack? Uh, and the, uh, I mean, are, are, is the Wolfpack? Are, uh, listen, is red and black? Don't nigga, that's not baby face. I, don't, I mean, that's not here. That's not here at all. But I mean with that being said, like like with that being said, Ray Mysterio for the thirty years that we've known him to wrestle has made all of his coins, all of his money being a babyface. Yeah. Dominic is gonna cash in at the fucking bank as a heel, bro. I think Ray knows that. I think it's up to Ray. His godfather Conan for them to go back and watch old tapes of Eddie. And I think all three of them can 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 stir the pot and they can make Dominic into one of the best heels in the next generation. I I fuck with that. And you brought up a great point. Conan. If Conan, I know he doesn't fuck with WWE, they don't fuck with him. But if they could use Conan in that relationship with Ray. To turn his son against his father, come on, it's like right to self, man. It was like, there was a picture I saw today 
of Conan, Ray, and Dominic, you know, he's a little bit younger. And they're all just together sitting there. And, and I'm like, man. With the mask Conan, off. I was like, this. I was like, kayfabe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kayfabe, nigga. Put the, put the. You know, Put the emoji up, nigga. Damn. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, put the emoji over the face. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I like, I, I think that's, that would be an interesting story. So I'm not sure if we'll ever get it, but that's what I will do. I'll find Conan, like, yo, come here and help us out with this guy. And help us with Dominic and get the story over. But I like it. I think that, like you said, representation matters and we're getting it with our Hispanic community. We're getting it with our black community. On Raw, we have a Scottish champion. It's a whole different day and age, like you said. Like you know, it's a lot of positives on Raw. Yeah, you know, and you I, and I, I don't. To, I don't. No, I, no, I was about to. I'm about to. I'm just gonna wrap up Raw real, real quick. You know, for for those who um, I know, you know, Hakira Tazara. You know what I mean. He's a prominent Japanese wrestler. He's not some comedy act, but he's on TV. You know what I mean. And yeah, he's a ninja. You know, which is a stereotype. You know, but uh, guess what black people used to do? So get over it. You know what I mean? So with that, you know what I mean? With that being said, like you said, we got Scottish, we got black, we got Hispanic, we got Japanese, um, we got Mexican, um, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do Street Profits, Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, Cesaro, they should unify the championships. I think we talked about the tag division already, and that's exactly why they should unify the champions because there's not many tag teams. Ooh, I guess that just goes into, you know, what, you know, like, you know, what I was, what we're going to talk about, I guess, you know, with the remainder of the show, nothing really happened, right? You go on SmackDown, <laughs> the tag team division on, on SmackDown is trash, right? You go on NXT and, you know, Finn's the champion and then you got a ton of talent there, but now, you know, um, they're going to do a gauntlet match for the, for the, ta- you know, for the, for the champion, you know, for the challenger. Um, Imperium just lost to Branzingo for the tag team title, so there's not really a tag team division in NXT. Um, so yeah, man. Honestly, the only thing that I look forward to, man, is Raw, and I tap into AEW to see if I can like it or crush it. You know what I mean? And that's just that's just <laughs> what knows it goes that, back and forth. Every that, week, one week you like, <laughs> but hey, they're making headway with you. That's good though. They they they're showing that they're wearing you down a little bit. You you're, you're being a little bit more positive lately. Um, but yeah, like there isn't a lot to talk about. What I would say is NXT, I know you got a lot of new people coming in there. Make the stories matter. And that's what you're good at. Make the stories matter. Because yes, you are you're in a transition period right now. You know, you got a lot of talent there and you got a lot of new talent that you're trying to get over. You know, you got trying to get over Destin Loomis, you're trying to get over uh, you know, Rich Holland and trying to get over Jake Atlas, you know, Shotzi Blackheart trying to get her over. Trying to get oh, her they had a great match. Shotzi, yeah, Shotzi, Shotzi and EO had a fucking great match, nigga. Back to back great um, women's matches. We had uh, Rhea and Mercedes Martinez last oh, yeah. week, and then we had EO and wow. Shotzi. So that women's division in AEW, I mean, I'm sorry, that women's division in NXT, um, I thought it was kind of down <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's going up. It's all up. Yeah, so uh, definitely, uh, I think I told like, again, like last week, I was like, you know, they got they got some some, some stuff there with the women's division, but uh, where you want to go with the main event picture, you know, because you got this, you got this, like you said, the gauntlets coming up, and um, I don't really know where who, would you go? I don't really know who's all in it, so I'll honestly just 
you know, right now, I I, I know, sorry to be, you know, uh, one of those analysts, but I, I am just going to watch the movie. I okay. know, you know, I think, you know, um, Koshida's... I was a, asking uh, what you would like. Well, I, say, pick, it, pick the litter, the roster. I mean, well, so, I mean, a lot of people have done, this is what I'm saying, so a lot of people have done promos, right? Koshida's done a promo saying, like, yo, it's been some time. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly Ka- seems to be who's going to be in a fucking gauntlet. You know what I mean? Um, uh, you know, we got, you know, we're going to have Rich Holland um, that's going to probably be in there. And I don't really know too much about him, but I did watch him and Walter put on a fucking, you know what I mean? Um, I, I Honestly, Finn needs someone who he can beat who can take the loss. So I, I don't want Kyle O'Reilly taking that loss, even though he can, and he can continue to build his, you know, his stay there. Kushida maybe can do that, but then that's just going to go against the fans who want to see Kushida back in New Japan. So I don't want, you know what I mean? So I think Kushida can go there and lose, but then again, you know, then, then where does he go? You know what I mean? I feel like they need a top heel on... On uh, NXT, Finn is it? To, to, huh? Finn is it? Finn, Finn's the Finn, top Finn, heel. Finn is not a heel anymore, man. He is not a heel anymore. Ever since they started the whole thing with him and Imperium and Walter, since that point, he's been babyface. He's just still a badass babyface, you know. Um, he's been he's the champion now. He's I think he's a babyface champion. They need somebody to go in there and break his back. They need to go. They need somebody going to go in there. Pause. Pause. Yes. But you know what I mean, like on some type, on some Bane type shit. They need somebody to go in there and put him in the ground. Like Finn, yes, you're the champion, but you're getting put in the ground. And I think that if you give somebody an opportunity, like a Ridge Holland or a Dexter Loomis, to show that they got that teeth, that that that, that fight and that vibe, like you know, of terror, that you're gonna go in there and, and take any by any means necessary, you're gonna take out the champion. I need that kind of story. Uh, I'm I'm tired of that story. We just had Killer Cross do that, so I don't want to see that with a Dexter Loomis, who I don't really necessarily believe in too much. I think a, I believe in Dexter Loomis, but I believe in his story. I believe a Dexter Loomis not a slow term, not a fast term, but I believe Dexter Loomis to be like like a like a you know what I mean like it's gonna take Switch. a it's gonna take a trigger for that. Um, okay. With Rich Holland, I know I mentioned him, and he can go against Finn, and he can take the loss. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I think Rich Holland can come and make a name for himself, and then like kind of beat Finn down. But I think Finn at the end needs to win. So yeah, I'll pick Rich Holland in that in that case. If you're talking, okay. if you're talking that way. All right, but all right, and and as far as I can see, we'll see where it goes. I don't know what they're doing. Adam Cole. Uh, so he needs to get uh, called maybe, up. Maybe that's Adam just Kyle O'Reilly. I don't know. Hopefully we can get that. I think he just needs to get called up for me. That's just it for me. I won't. I won't elaborate much more. I just think he needs to get called up for me. All right, that's cool. He, I'm dealing with that. He's a triple crown winner. He's done everything. He's double <laughs> like By himself, bro. Um, I mean, I don't know what they're doing with Undisputed, but I mean, honestly, Adam can come up by himself if he needs to because I feel like. I mean, Finn and, and AJ really did it. You know what I mean? Like Finn, yeah. Finn, Finn and AJ. Finn didn't need anybody. When the Good Brothers came, he didn't need him. And then when AJ had the Good Brothers with them, they tried their best to keep them away from him. So I don't, I don't, that. I don't necessarily think Adam needs them. I don't think I, I definitely. I've always felt like Adam doesn't need 
undisputed. But everybody always put them together as a call-up together. I feel like Adam could definitely get called up by himself and still be a star. That um, I feel like he, his whole thing, like, we did a character spotlight on Adam Cole. He was our first character spotlight. And what we noticed is that, yo, he wins by any means necessary, and he kind of skates through and gets the ma- like wins, wins the match. And I want to see that on the main roster where this small guy somehow is just winning these matches against these big behemoths, and he pulls it out, whether it's by accident or by, uh, you know, cheating or whatever it is, and he just gets over that way. Uh, so I'm cur- I want to see Adam Cole in the, on the main roster right now. I, I really do. And I want to see what he could do with, uh, you know, a Roman Reigns or a Bray Wyatt or... You know, I'm curious. I'm just curious to where, where they can take him, him and Seth, even. You know, we'll see where that, you know, so wherever they put him, he's going to succeed. Um, but do they need him in NXT right now? Mm, I don't know. Maybe they could use him to put somebody over at the, before he goes. You know, maybe they can put over Kyle O'Reilly, have him beat Adam Cole, and then he goes over and um, to, to Raw or SmackDown, you know. So I think that that's what you – I know you already put up, put over Finn, but you don't want him to Finn – Finn didn't need that. You need Adam Cole to put somebody else over that is going to be a staple moving forward. Uh, so yeah, I'm curious to see where where they take him, um, but at, definitely NXT is in a holding pattern right now, uh, and I and we'll just have to wait and see. You know. Um. Anything else? I know. You know the big talk is Sasha came back, but she got attacked. So I think that just needs to be yeah. said because we're a wrestling podcast. Um, I think they're just going to extend that till November one, which is Hell in a Cell. I hope. Um, and that would be great. That would be great for me. Um, outside of that, outside of that, that's, you know, um, you know, um, I know the bloodline has their thing with Jay and, and Roman. Like you say, there's no really no, no real progression. So there's nothing going on. So that's what I'm saying. We're a week away from, yeah. a, we're a week away from a pay-per-view. So that's what I'm saying. It was like, Again. Not not essentially a go home show, but almost a go home show. Yeah, it didn't seem like a go home. It seemed like a filler show to me. Again, like you had no progression with Spoose and Roman. No progression with Sasha and Bailey, other than the beat down. Really, I mean, she said, "Oh yeah, you know, you need me." She beat her down. No progression with Biggie and Sheamus. He ran away. He put he put the security card through, through the windshield. Uh, and only only progression they had was really with Otis and um, Miz. Where he said that he he sent all put it uses use his contacts to send Mandy to Raw. Um, other than that, there's nothing to talk about. Bro has a new segment called you know uh, he explains why he uses the word bro. So I hope they're gonna push him more as a character and see where they go with him. But yes, definitely SmackDown is not it right now. I'm gonna be honest, SmackDown has not been. I think they could tell a lot better story with Roman and Jay. I think that they could tell a lot better story. But hey. We'll see where they take it. And I'm going to watch the movie on SmackDown and, and wait and see. Um, other than that, is there anything business and logic that happened this week? Because I'm struggling to figure out if there was anything business-wise that we could touch on. No, you like know, I um, said, I, I just really, you know, my quick business and logic in and out, like I say, I believe outside of we got a pretty much like maybe a month left of the Thunderdome. And I think that WWE okay. is eyeing on um, – um, Live crowds, so just keep your eye out on that. That's that's what I had. Okay. Um. That yeah. that that's all I had. Um. Uh, right now, you know, that's that's really it. Like you say, it was Monday moved a lot. Wednesday was pretty a, a pretty good week. 
Um, you know, but Friday, you know, we just do whatever, you know, right? Honestly, bro, listen, Russell, we said a couple weeks ago, Russell's in a good spot. We're just watching it. It's great. Um, you know, but shit, right now, basketball's popping. Football's about to start for us in 10 minutes. Like, it's just yeah. a lot. You know what I mean? So, we're here. We're here. We talk yeah. about, listen, the podcast is for us to come on here and talk about what we like. We came on here and stretched it out an hour. We stretched. We, we stretched this it. hour. We stretched it, you know, and, and, and it's like you said, it's football in 10 minutes. I'm out. <laughs> 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 so, WWE, come back strong next week. AEW, I think you're doing, you keep keeping up. Honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad week. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a bad week. No, it wasn't a bad week. It was a week that, I'm going to be honest, I was a little bit checked out, a lot going on with me. Uh, but outside of that, you know, I did check in and, and um, you know, I'm watching the movie. You know, just like you said, like just watching it to see how things progress. And I'm going to show love to where I show love. And that was Raw this week, you know. So that was a heavy, it was a heavy Raw show. We talked a little bit of AEW. And uh, we'll see where things go. Yo, the podcast. thank you guys for listening. We're going to go ahead and throw this up real quick. Yeah, CT, you go eat your food. Yo, I eat my food, <laughs> nigga. I'm smacked. This edible probably setting in real right, nigga. I'm about to go watch. <laughs> Cowboys start at 1 o'clock, nigga. I'm out. Right. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Peace. All right, man. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it.